Welcome to Guest Gab, a recurring segment on the Lee Evie Korean drama podcast show featuring special guest and very lovely man, G. So G is perfect in every way, except that he is not a K-drama addict. However, G has agreed to allow me to give him a K-drama crash course. He is my guest and we are going to gab about K-drama together. Specifically, this will take the form of G watching the first episode of a random K-drama, then explaining it back to me in a first episode recap. Uh, The guest gab will also include some fun trivia. So sit back, relax, and listen to my many attempts to persuade G of the pure joy that is K-drama. Wish me luck. So the drama that we will be chatting about today is from 2009, so is a real oldie, and is also called Tamara the Island. And I'm here for another Guest Gab episode with my very special guest, G. Say hello, G. Hello, podcast listeners. (laughs) Okay, so before I talk a little bit about this drama, um, I wanted to ask you a question. Sure, okay. Why do you think that I picked this old weird drama for us to talk about today that probably 99% of listeners Mm. have never seen. Well, um, I think you really wanted to kind of test my tolerance (laughs) for, for a Korean drama because things have been sort of progressing, you know, a little bit and I've been sort of slowly kind of, you know, understanding the whole thing a bit more and kind of, Mm. you know, getting a better idea of what K drama is about. And I think you wanted to see, okay, well, let's see if we uh, push things back out to the extremes again. Uh, can I can I handle it? Look, that, that's, that's what I think is happening. Look, it's not a test. I it's wasn't not. testing you. That okay. wasn't my intention. Right. <laughs> it was actually, I mean, I've been very strategic in picking the Guest Gab drama recap episodes mm. for you because I have wanted you to find something positive. Okay. So I've been trying to pick things that I thought that you would get something out of yeah. or enjoy. Oh, I got, I got a lot out of this. But this one I yeah. didn't pick for those reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't really pick it because I wanted to test you. I actually just picked it because I fucking love this show and yeah. I must be one of the only people on earth that does. And also... It's pretty bonkers, and I thought it'd be pretty funny to hear what yeah. you'd have to say about it. I've got a lot to say about it. I've got Do a lot you? of questions for you as well. All right. Okay. So, well, before we get into the recap and you ask me your questions, mm-hmm. I guess I'll just talk a bit about what this show is, because I presume most listeners won't know it, because it's old and weird. Are you, well, are you going to give a synopsis? No. Oh, okay. That's your job. Okay. You're the I, recap no, no, man. No, no, but I've got, I've got a special synopsis to give Two. this to you. Yeah, so you know how like... Well, we're not up to there yet. I've just got to tell them what the drama okay, is. Okay, but I'm, I'm... Okay, there you go. You go. I'll go. <laughs> I'm too excited. It's so professional, <laughs> no. you guys. All right. So uh, the drama that we're talking about is called Tamara the Island. It is from 2009. It is a 16-episode drama. Uh, and it is a historical, so it's a saguk. Um, it's actually based on a comic, so a manhwa, uh, and it's set in the 17th century, so it's a historical set on Jeju Island, which, uh, so the drama's called Tamara Island, which is the Joseon era name for Jeju. Oh, okay. 
Is it Tamra or Tamna? Uh, I, I think it's sometimes. Tamra or Tamna, but that's just more to do with the sound in Hangul for Ra is actually the same as Bala. So actually, I don't know. Not sure. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, I have an explanation for this. And then when I thought about it, I was like, that makes no sense. So I don't know. We'll have to Google it. Tamna, Tamra. Yeah, I've seen it translated as Tamna or Tamra. Hmm. Okay. So my point is, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. So my experience with this show yeah. is that it's a show that I watched. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I started watching dramas in 2010 and I just started you know, watching anything and everything. And I got quite into the historical dramas fairly early. They really appealed to me. Um, and this was one of my early favorites. It's hugely an influential drama for me, even though I am aware that it's, look, it's not bonkers the whole way through, but the start of it is complete yeah. bonkers. Like it's madness. Okay. Um, but this, I really love this drama. I've watched it multiple times over the last really? 10 How years. How many times have you watched it? Oh, oh, yeah, I've watched it a few times. At least you? three yeah. or four. Oh yeah. my gosh. I've watched it a lot. Okay. Um, it's a bit of like a happy place, special place. It's um it just really, really once you get past the first episode, it really, really appeals to my taste and my, my romantic heart. <laughs> that is a big hurdle. <laughs> that is a big hurdle because that episode is something else. <laughs> yeah. But I will say um that recently I had a nice comment from um, a lovely listener who's yeah. also on Patreon who commented through Patreon, mm-hmm. um, Marta. Hello, Marta. Uh, and she said that she watched this show because I suggested it. And she said, yes, like the first episode, no good. Yeah. But she watched the whole thing and loved it. Wow. So, yeah. There you go. Okay. That's proof that it's a great show. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, um, I, I can understand, you know, someone who's listened to the podcast taking your recommendation, you know, because you or anyone giving someone else a recommendation, like, up. Oh, I can vouch for the whole thing because I've seen it. So just get through the first thing. Mm. But I guess, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, Mm. we can talk about this Mm. later. But I really want to know how originally the first time you got through the first episode because, yeah, I was bamboozled by the end of it, (laughs) to be honest. Bamboozled. Well, before we get into that, um, I wanted to ask you what your experience with is with this show. What is your relationship with Tamara the Island? You know what? I have a... Actually, a very um, uh, what's the word? This I think this has played a very important role in determining <laughs> my viewpoint on K dramas. Not from watching it here, but from seeing key scenes from this first episode many years ago when you were first watching this. And I think that <laughs> that really influenced so, my whole idea of what K dramas were. Yeah. That when you spent years thinking K dramas were shit, it's mm-hmm. because of this drama. Well, no, no, I didn't. I've never thought they were shit. I just. <laughs> So this drama seemed to suggest there was a lot of shit in K-dramas. Yeah. Right, right. I mean that in a literal sense, which you'll get into. But more that I just, yeah, I, I just thought this was just such a bizarre thing and I could never let it go. Some of the imagery was just burnt in my head. And I remember just at the time asking you, I was like, what are you, what is this? What are you watching? <laughs> and there wasn't many answers forthcoming, which fair enough. I mean, you wouldn't really have known what to, to, to make of it. Um, and, you know, you kept on going and... and I did. Now look at you. I mean... <laughs> I don't know if that was a compliment. I mean that in a great way. Do you in yeah. a great way? Yeah. I honestly, like, I watched it so many years ago for the first time and I've watched it so many times since mm. that I do not know what my state of mind was after the first episode. And I don't know why I kept going. But there is a lot of elements that I really like about the show, which I'll talk about later, that I think is still present in the first episode. Really? So I can see some okay. things that would have made me interested yeah, to okay. keep going with it. Yeah. 
Well, I guess my current relationship now is that um, all of that imagery has been, has kind of resurfaced. I think I sort of like buried it in my psyche and sort of tried to just like forget about it and just repress it. And now it's all back up to the surface. And um, yeah, since since we watched the episode, it's just been sort of swimming around in my mind. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, no, it's not good. It's, I, I'm, I'm frightened. All right. Well, on that wonderful <laughs> note, I think it's time to get on with the recap. All right. Okay, G, take it away. Tell us what happens in the first episode of Tamara the Island. All right. Well, I actually have a special thing prepared. Wow, you you're know? prepared today. Yeah. Well, you know how, like, <laughs> when you're watching Netflix or something, right, and they've got the little, like, synopsis thing that comes up on the screen for an episode? <laughs> yeah. I've got one of those. And I thought I'd start with that, and then we can kind of go into detail. Oh, okay. Because I think it just sums up the essence of the episode <laughs> really well. All right? Yeah? I'm frightened. Okay. So... This is what, if this was on Netflix, I think it was on Netflix at some point. Um, oh, yeah, it used to be. It used to be? It's not anymore. Anyway, I feel like this is what that little, you know, two-sentence, one-sentence synopsis would be on the screen. Okay, this is it. Troublesome woman child shelters shipwrecked Frenchman, while an exiled Joseph Noble tries to find a place to shit. <laughs> that about sums it up, right? Well, let's okay. Let, let, me, let me do my recap, and then we can we can debate whether or not we can read it again. That, yeah, yeah we can see if listeners agree. Does, does that work? Okay. I am fundamentally against that description. <laughs> I think it sums up most of the key events of the episode. It does, really, though, right? Plot wise, <laughs> at least the, at least the things that jumped out at me, anyway. Um, okay, so Tamara, the island. Um, Wow. Okay. What to say about this? There, I could go into the themes. There's, there's, there's a lot of just as a, a, a foreshadowing of what's to come. Um, you know, for anyone listening, there's a lot of bodily excretions going on in this episode. And like, come on, really? There, no, there, it's there true. Is. This, this is my least favorite thing, and this is why <laughs> I warn everyone that the first episode is no yeah. good. Yeah. Like, it's because of some. It's because of other stuff too, like the very beginning. Um, but also particularly. Yes, the, the, there are bodily excretions. There's a lot, there's a lot like of pooping and, yeah. and seeing poop and just a vomiting. Vomit. Oh, yes, that's right. That's why I've, I've actually, yeah. That's, I did see, yeah, you do see a bit of that. Yeah, there's vomiting, there's pooping. Mm. That's about it, but just so much of it, I guess. That, <laughs> it's a bit overwhelming. It's a lot to get Look, through. I love this drama, <laughs> but I will admit yeah. that that is a true fact. So, anyone who's going to go and watch this and, you know, and take this drama prepared. on, be prepared for that, for that first episode. A lot of poop, a lot of vom. And if you can get through that and still love it, well then I feel like you have a good time. Really tapers off as the drama progresses. So and by the stop? last episode, hang on, it doesn't just stop after that first episode. It tapers no, I off. Think it stops. I'm going to say it stops. Uh, I, I'm doubtful. Okay, I'm actually going to rewatch this, so I guess I can tell you in <laughs> yeah. the future if yes, it stops. Please. All right. So um, the opening of this episode, we start with a animated map. So it's historical it's times, his- by the historical. way. Sixteen hundred. Sixteen hundreds. Yep. Um, and we see an animated map that's kind of showing like a bit of Joseon history or something like that. Right? Isn't that what was being shown? And like how that they they were kind of closed off for oh, trading yeah. between different countries yeah. uh, for so long. And then um, so at this point they're kind of known as the Hermit King. Yes, that's right. Um, and uh, I think then we just go to England. We're in England mm. all of a sudden. So that was a really unexpected uh, thing. That was like I you know. Haven't seen that yet in drama. So this 1600, is like sixteen hundred England. So this is all like non-Korean actors, right? And I was like, "Whoa, what's going on here? We're in old-timey England. This is going to be interesting." 
Um, so we see a um, an old timey English guy. It says in my notes, diving no, over and divining. Yes. Yeah. I mean, okay. I couldn't remember what's going. Okay. So there's this there's some some kind of wizard guy, and he's like he's channeling the essence of this ceramic object that has come from somewhere uh, in Asia. And he's telling this uh, young blonde man what uh, what it means, and he's he's channeling the spirit of a it. young blonde man yeah. um, who is the second male lead in the drama, um, played by the actor Pierre Delcourt, yeah, who has a blonde. Is he mullet. the second male lead? I, I, yes, he is. I didn't. Know, I couldn't tell in this drama who's who, like what way that was going to work. Yes, he okay. is the second male All right. lead. Well, William um, is very fond of this ceramic container. And he thinks it's like his, I don't know, his most precious. Um, For sure, he like rubs it, and he's like, "My precious." Yeah, he actually does do that. Yeah, <laughs> he does a little bit of golem on it. Um, so he really loves this thing. Um, but the interesting thing is that when the guy who's with him is divining this essence, he's talking about something that has like, I don't know, he's describing all these kind of sensations that he feels coming from it. But then there's also a little animation of a man in Joseph's outfit, um, pooping into this. Uh, little container so mm. I, I we're kind of you know shown that this is actually a chamber pot that this mm. guy um, is constantly touching and 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 just holding close to him so that was weird I guess I mean yeah. and then William like puts it on his head he does he puts it on his head he really <laughs> he loves wears this it as a little hat he's really into it I also feel that it's necessary to point out that the actor who plays this young Englishman with a blonde mullet yeah. William is in fact a French man with a French accent um but obviously he's meant to be English well I think you know none of the actors that are playing these supposed English characters um have actually English sound accent. English <laughs> like they don't have English accents and Look, I'm not an acting expert, but I'm not sure that the acting is top notch with these guys. Like, you know, I'm sure the <laughs> Korean actors so? are knocking it out of the park, but um, the supposed English people are sounding pretty. Uh, I don't know. It just doesn't sound right. It sounds sounds pretty. Uh, what's the word? Non non professional, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that was just one thing that that I. It's, but at the same time, like. That was quite minor compared to the weirdness that was going on in this episode. So I was sort of like, yeah, all right, whatever. Also, how could anyone deliver lines like this with while wearing a blonde mullet and putting a chamber pot on their head? And also and be like, having a very, very strong French accent, but supposedly <laughs> trying to put on a English accent of an old time. Like, I mean, I think trying to emulate any accent, you know, all if it's I not your... All I can say is I couldn't do it. You can, that's it. Could I, you do it? I couldn't do it. No. I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> I wouldn't try. But that's a different thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a different thing. <laughs> Um, I also wouldn't put a chamber pot on my head. That's that's also. I have a blonde mullet. Uh, if if what? I well you know I'm I don't have to I don't have you with blonde mullet. yeah I don't have he doesn't hair. have a blonde mullet Liz. I don't I don't even have that much hair really. <laughs> you could get me a wig. Could you get me a wig. I can get you a wig. Yeah. Anyway, we're supposed to be recapping this yeah. episode. All right, what's going on? So, um, right, uh, the the Williams' mum. Um, who sounds very old English in a in a kind of not so convincing way? Um, disagrees with his interests, and his interests are traveling or uh, he's into or just like, like artifacts, artifacts from different from cultures. The far East. Okay, right. Okay, and she's like, no, that's yeah. stupid. Um, and 
<laughs> what have I written here? Blonde guy is not a good guy. Oh, uh, or oh yeah, yeah, and he's not British. Okay, well, the fair enough. Um, oh, and, and then he has a friend who's like, oh, there's these trade routes that are opening up, mm. um, and he's talking about trade routes going to Joseph. He's like, we need to go, like, go, go, go check this out because you want to. So wanna... the friend yeah. is um, a dude played by the actor E Son Ho. Okay. Um, and he... Oh, he's supposed to be Japanese. In the drama, he's Japanese, yeah. but his name is Jan, which is a Dutch name. And apparently he works for the East... What is it? The, the Dutch East India Company. So oh, he's yes, like a, right. a big kind of top-notch sailor dude as part yeah. of this big company. Yeah. Well, he basically um, gets William to uh, come along with him on a boat to Josen. Um, and that's basically... They're where... actually going to Japan. Oh, were they going, going to Japan? Nagasaki. Oh, is that what's happening? Okay. So they go, they're going to Japan, but they're going to end up in Jason, obviously. Um, so, uh, the next thing we see is a, uh, a Korean nobleman on a boat, um, who's trying not to vomit and then starts vomiting a lot. And a lot of other people are vomiting off the side of the boat. And there's just a lot of vomiting <laughs> happening. There's a lot of vomit. A lot of vomit. Yeah. So you really see it spreading out of people's mouths. Yeah, they made they it's made like a real point of focusing yeah. on that. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, and then he's vomiting in the water and he's just sort of yelling at people, I think, or they he has a couple of like these soldiery guys with him who sort of like are they have a bit of a bumbly vibe about them. Yeah. You know, they they, they they seem a little bit like they're like, clueless or whatever. Mm. Um and uh that's all we see of that guy, I think, initially, because we then go to um, some very green screened uh, swimming action hmm. off the coast of uh, Jeju, um, which was really interesting because I didn't understand why they did that, like like as a choice visually, because some of it, like you see these women diving underwater and some of it like looks like it's actually like shot underwater. And then some of it's just like clearly green screened underwater or something, or like a green screen backdrop, like it's in a swimming pool or something like that. I don't know if they, I don't know if that's even possible. Well, I guess they just didn't want to have to film too much of these actresses under the sea and have Fair them enough. drown, I guess. Yeah. Look, I'm exposing my naivety as to like how things are filmed. So I have these like really lofty You're expectations. Like, this like, doesn't look like the ocean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, like this isn't like a you know ninety billion dollar. Um, it's definitely know, not a Hollywood production. Billion dollar Hollywood production. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyway, we see some women diving off the coast, and um, they were what I thought they were actually doing was getting pearls, but they were getting abalone. Mm. So abalone is like pearly stuff, right? Dad? No, what abalone is, oh, no, is food. like it's a food, food like yeah. a mollusk. That's right. Thing. Okay, so they're diving for abalone, which is a thing that they still do to this day, right? Yeah. yeah. So these women are. Um, really famous women divers of Jeju. So in the Jeju province, this is something that's dated okay. back a really long time. Um, and they're called Hanyo, which means literally, apparently, uh, sea women. Um, okay. And yeah, so it's... Women of the sea. Yeah, it's a really, like, integral part of, I guess... Their culture. Yeah, yeah. and the Jeju economy and stuff oh, back then. okay. Back then, yeah. And now, I think, but not in the same way. Yeah. It's like maybe a bit more of a tourism thing because... I don't think it exists in the way that it used to, obviously. Okay. Because it's very dangerous and people died all the time. Yeah. Um, well, what we see is this whole group of women diving and it seems like they're being ranked on like their ability to get the most abalone or something like that. So there's one woman who has like the biggest abalone or most abalone or whatever. And then there's a, we get introduced to this uh, younger woman who only gets a very small abalone and um, she's kind of made fun of by everyone. And it turns out she's the daughter of the 
The head. The head. Henyo. Henyo. Henyo, yeah. So the head sea woman, like the diver. This is her daughter. Um, so this is the actress So. Um, playing a character called Jung Bojin. So Bojin is the female lead of the drama. She's the main character. Um, and so basically this scene that we're introduced to them, um, it's like all the new recruits who are sort of getting indoctrined into this whole world of diving. So they're out there all with their mothers and stuff. And Bojin is the daughter of the head diver, yeah. but also she's shit at diving. <laughs> yeah, and you know what, actually? There was... Now, nah, there's a, I think there's a lot of parallels in this episode, for me anyway, with boys over flowers. Wow. <laughs> and, and, and the parallels being just like, I just could not understand what I was watching. But mainly, <laughs> Bojin, I think, reminds me a lot of Jandy. Yeah. She's just sort of like hapless and sort of oblivious. And like is, constantly sort of getting yeah. herself into into a bit of a, a mixed up with things. And, and yeah, I was falling over I feel like things, this yeah. is a real character type. Um, that was like in every K drama back then, but yeah. I feel like nowadays in K drama, the female leads aren't always like. I think sometimes they can have a little bit of this stuff going on, but you know, I really feel like back then I was like every drama, so it was obviously yeah. just very popular. It was the kind the of thing. female lead that yeah. you had. Yeah. Um. Personally, I quite like um Bojin in this one. She doesn't okay. like she's she's not the smartest cookie, no. but she doesn't annoy no. me. Okay. Whilst I feel like I've watched some dramas where you have like kind of a dopey girl kind of wandering around and yeah. I find it very frustrating and get really pissed off. Um, just like, don't do that. Do something else. But in this one, I'm kind of like, I don't know. She's kind of adorable. So I kind of really like her yeah. even though she's dopey. And she has a thing on that looks kind very of like cute. a diaper. It's not a diaper. It's a, it's a swimsuit. But it's a swimsuit. It, but I was, you know, the way that she acts in the little diaper <laughs> thing, it made me think of her as sort of this woman oh, child. No. I think she's a beautiful woman. Oh, well, a you woman know. child in a diaper. <laughs> that sort of seemed like and, and the way she ran around as well was kind of like she's a, a she romantic looked, female lead. Yeah, but you know like when a baby runs? Oh. You know what they look like? Like that kind of little wobbly run. That's what she does when she's running from her mum Except later she's on. like a hot woman. I know. Well, look, I don't know. She, anyway, right. <laughs> that, that's the vibe I was getting. I was, I, and yeah. Hence the, the, what was it, a baby child that you called woman her child. in your woman, woman child? child. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Right. Um, so where are we? What happens next? Um, yeah, so she gets made fun of by all of the yeah. other divers. Her mom is totally not impressed. And um, she just seems to be the butt of everyone's joke, mm -hmm. really, I think. Um, so no one thinks that much of her. And she we kind of get the impression that she's constantly causing trouble for herself mm -hmm. and everyone around her. She doesn't fit in. At she doesn't all. fit in, right? So in that way, you can kind of relate to her. Like she's an underdog. We should root for her. Um, yes, I agree. <laughs> you're like, say something positive, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all positive. You know, this is all great. It's all great okay. stuff. Okay. Yeah, you know, it happened. Um, so it did happen. <laughs> we did watch that episode. So um, we go back to uh, uh, the the our Josen nobleman. Um, who is on land and sorry, he's... Sorry, I'll just... Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. But, uh, the, so the Joseon nobleman is the male lead of the drama played by the actor Im Ju Hwan um, playing the character Park Yu. Park Yu. So he is uh, on land. He's trying not to vom. And <laughs> um, his two guard guys are also kind of uh, trying not to get splattered with his vom. Mm -hmm. um, manages to hold it back and then they sort of walk off. And what we next see is um, a big feast that's happening on the island. So it seems like a big community feast or something? It's a ritual. It's a ritual? I okay. think it's like an ancestor ritual right. thing. So uh, Bojin has been tasked by her mom to bring 
the abalone and uh, a kind of a special tax medallion. I, I didn't really get that. What that was? It was so like, I think that Bojin is delivering the abalone to, oh, the, to get the tax medallion, and then in return she gets given from this guy who is um he's like the right hand man of the magistrate dude on the yeah. island. So in return she gets this tax medallion, and what the tax medallion is is um all the women have to die for the abalone, yeah, and then they have to give pretty much like three quarters of it to um the magistrate to send to joseph like to the crown so yeah. basically they get taxed um but the little medallion means that they get to um not provide 100 oh okay which is a really good That's thing great. because they're pushed so hard yeah. to get it okay. and they are barely making a living sure. so okay I think. okay so this is pretty this is pretty precious stuff for them mm. right um so she rocks up and she uh, leaves the abalone there and then everyone just starts eating all the food and um uh, Parku turns up and uh, in the chaos that ensues in the food eating, because everyone's just sort of like scrabbling all over it and just like grabbing it. And she's like, this is this contributed again to that to that woman child thing in my head because like there's this moment where she's like, she's just shoving food in her face. Like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then like Parku guy comes up and he's sort of like standing beside her and she's like on the ground just like shoveling this food into her mouth. And then she kind of looks up at her and she's just like greasy food face and just looks like a baby, like just... <laughs> putting all this food away and she kind of gives him this weird like and smile he's like, and he's like you're gross like he just says it with his eyes like oh my god um which is interesting because i think we find out you know in a bit that he's been exiled and he must be just like what the heck is this place like, mm. um, anyway so um they meet there and then what happens is in the mayhem of around the ritual everyone's sort of milling about they actually like smash into each other and they drop their stuff and he has a book bag and she has the medallion and all this food that she's been grabbing in, a, in the handfuls. And um, they pick up their stuff. But what happens is her medallion gets wrapped up in his stuff. Or at least she thinks it does. Because um, she can't find it. So she's in big trouble with her mom. Because that's like 100 abalone or whatever. right? Yeah. So once again, she's put her foot in it. And uh, she's going to be at a cause of uh, a lot of trouble for herself. I feel like there's lots of scenes of her running away from her mother screaming. There is. Yeah. And that's, oh yeah, I've got weird shot of her munching food. Yeah. That was the the, <laughs> the, the greasy baby face thing with yeah. the food. And then I've also written here in my notes, very over the top talking in this one. I've noticed that because like boys over flowers are just like crazy. Everything was crazy in episode. And then you're like, no, 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 let's take the, let's turn the volume down on this and trying to like convince me that you know k-dramas you know they've, they've got a lot to offer so we did our other dramas we mm. watched and things kind of calmed down a bit and you know it's getting a bit like oh yeah we did like you know let's eat and i was like oh my gosh all right and uh, now we're we're back to square one i think <laughs> well, we're also back to the same year pretty much as you know similar time yeah. that boys over so maybe it's a, it's a stylistic thing like everyone's just like up to 12 with the way they talk and the, the volume and the just over the topness even well i don't think like this this drama isn't a serious historical it like, isn't <laughs> well, what I, what? I just mean like it's obviously like a comedy it's a rom-com <laughs> so it's you know it's not trying hard to be serious and therefore everyone's just screaming a lot and running around chasing yeah, each and other chasing each other vomiting a bit and vomiting and pooing and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true but only in the first episode okay. listeners. don't let this turn you off no no don't i mean you know keep on going if you feel like it <laughs> But tell me, why do you feel like keep continuing to watch it? <laughs> I'm going to continue to watch it. Well, yeah, but you've watched it like six times or something. Yeah, I feel like, yes, I have. <laughs> I'm not attacking you. All right. <laughs> um, all you right. gave me a hug. We're okay now. <laughs> 
We're friends again. We're friends again. All right. So we next see uh, William waking up tied down by some weird people. This is really strange, actually. <laughs> so William wakes up and he's tied down by all these people. And there are all these women kind of like, kind of dressed in this sort of like, I don't know, sort of weird outfits and like they have like really long hair like kind of on their face and stuff and they look kind of scary or whatever and they're all crouched around him with spears or something like that and he's screaming and then there's this random guy there um who says something like you know you need to sacrifice your body if you want to survive <laughs> I think that's how he says it. and then he's like look at all my beautiful daughters that's and right. then all these scary women come out with like sharp sticks that's right and william's like ah that was really weird because i was like oh my gosh what's happened um, but it turns out it's actually him imagining himself uh, in a story that um, one of his uh, sailor buddies on this boat is telling. So it was just... I, I kind of liked it. It, it was, it was weird. I guess, I guess it was a setup for later on in the episode. They, they come back to that idea. But it also just shows, like, I think, you know, he's so not worldly. He's so gullible. And just the ah, way that he okay. hears this, like, ridiculous story and he's just right there in it. He's terrified. He, and also his overactive imagination, like, actually imagining okay. himself in that position. I yeah, okay. Very funny. Okay, so it's a, it's a character arc thing. Oh, I don't know. I think it's funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> and weird. It's really weird. All right, well, uh, we see him there, and he's wearing a, a cod piece that's a skull. That, that was an interesting thing, wasn't yeah, it? he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and <laughs> it actually, it reminded me of another show that we've watched, not a Korean drama. This is a show called The Mighty Boosh, and I thought it, it seemed like a, a sketch from The Mighty Boosh. It was, it was pretty strange. It was actually quite entertaining, I guess. Yeah, I thought um, it was pretty silly. But anyway, so we've, uh, they're on their ship. And um, they're just having a right sailory time. There's lots of mm. sailor chanting and lots of, you know, jolly... Alcoholic beverages. Mm, yeah, nautical around. things going on. Um, and then the, the William, he decides, hey, you know what? I've had enough of partying with all you guys. I'm going to go do a bit of golem uh, with my chamber <laughs> pot. So he, he literally climbs into a barrel, a private uh, chamber pot enjoying barrel and sort of... <laughs> Uh, has a little special moment with his chamber pot where he's... Like he doesn't do anything weird, listen. No, no, no. He just rubs it a bit. Yeah. <laughs> the chamber pot. I, I, I feel like you're very worried. You're very precious about this drama because I'm, like, I think I'm... You're I'm, holding back. I'm, hold, I'm holding back and, and you're getting, like, you're getting defensive feeling. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I won't get defensive anymore. <laughs> no, that's fine. You can. Oh, okay. I probably will then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... You can just hit me if I say anything. Oh, I'm not going to hit you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, he starts, you know, stroking the chamber pot and doing the, the golem thing about it. Yeah. He really loves this thing. Yeah. Um, and boy, has he got uh, a, a reckoning coming. Um, probably won't actually happen until the next episode, but we end on something that's pretty interesting with the chamber pot. So, party, party stuff. Um, oh, and then the ship gets hit by a storm. And because William is in a barrel with his chamber pot, he actually rolls off the boat in his barrel <laughs> and uh, is nowhere to be seen. So I don't actually know what happens to the ship. I don't know if we find out. Maybe we do find out. We do find out ooh, later, later in the drama. Ooh, okay. So that's, ooh, that's going to be interesting. Um, not for you because you're not going to watch it. No, I won't. But you can tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you about it. I'll um, tell you all about uh, okay. it. Okay. Um, so we go back to uh, Bojin and she is in big trouble with her mom for losing the medallion. She's been punished by her mom. She's like doing a plank or something with all this heavy stuff on her back. And like everyone else in the family is like, oh, just ease up. Like you've punished her enough. And the mom's like, no, you need more punishment. 
I love um, the actress who plays her mum. So oh, really? she's a staple as a mum in so ah. many K-dramas. Um, so it's the actress Kim Mi-kyung. Uh, and I won't say what her, her name is in the drama. She's just Bo Jin's mum. Okay. But she's just so cranky and good in this. Like, she's so deadpan, angry face all the time. Yeah. She's very funny. Huh. Yeah. Well, she is, um, she has a lot of attitude and we see that yeah. a lot um, as, as the show goes on. Um, so uh, Bo Jin is, is getting uh, punished and um, she decides that, or she realises that the medallion that she lost must have got wrapped up in um, Park Hyu's bag because they collided so she goes to find him to get it back so her mom will get off her case and everything can be fixed up and she actually sneaks into his house it's not his house it's like the magistrate oh the magistrate he's been exiled. well he's, yeah he sneaks she sneaks in there because she tries to get past the two guards and they're like get the heck out of here you're wearing a diaper but um <laughs> then, say that. well but you know that's that's kind of why right <laughs> potentially that's what they're thinking potentially <laughs> but probably not and anyway she sneaks in and she's like um give me my medallion. The guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, give it to me now. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Which I but genuinely think he doesn't know. He doesn't. But also he's very snotty and snooty. Like he's yeah. a really rich dude from the capital. Well, he I think, thinks he's a lot better than everyone else. So he's not super nice. Well, this is it. his arc, I think, in the episode is that, yeah, he does think he's better than everyone on the island. And maybe by class status, like technically he is like, in their society like a higher status than everyone else mm. um but i feel like this episode is him just sort of like as the time as his time on the island progresses he's becoming like he's losing less and less of the more losing more and more of that like snootiness or at least he has to well, because he's sort of like he has, brought down yeah, to everyone else's that's right Every, he's getting knocked he's down humiliated that's right. and, yeah. yeah and he has no other choice right yeah so anyway she jumps at him uh, to get the medallion and they have this big struggle and then they kind of like land on top of each other and I thought that was going to be the freeze frame moment like the little At romantic the thing and we we're going to see like Diamante heart framed them and it was all <laughs> over but I thought well it's only been about 20 minutes a so plot twist that yeah, didn't happen that did not happen um I can understand why he watched it after that point but anyway um <laughs> what actually happens is the magistrate or who is it that comes yeah. storming out magistrate comes out and he's Let's like what the heck are you doing again you're touching these women again and it turns out that He's actually been exiled from Joseon for being a sexual harasser. Been exiled That's what from I said. Hanyang. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, so Not he's from been Joseon, exiled yeah. from, from the Hanyang. capital. Sorry. Yeah. He's been exiled from the capital for harassing women. Yeah. Sexually harassing women. Wow. What? Like, this is the this is the, the first male well, I've, I've got more to, more to say about this. Oh, later. okay. Okay. It's, it's all going to be... Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, I was like, ooh. And Bojan's pretty, like, she gives him a well-snooty look at this point. That's so right. So now she's a lot higher than him. That's right. And also, I'm like, Bojan, get out of there. You know what this guy could do, all right? <laughs> Run. Um, so uh, she gets thrown out. Anyway, she doesn't get her, her medallion back. And then um, Parky gets in a lot of trouble with the magistrate person who's like, oh, you're at this again. You've only been here, like, two seconds, and you're back to your old ways. You know what? That's it. You don't even get to stay here. We're gonna send you to live down in the in the main village with all the the local people, and he's like, you can't do that. I'm a nobleman, and he's like, well, only entitled, but you know, I'm Jeju. You're whatever I tell you are. I think I just made up a lot of bunch of dialogue <laughs> for the really show. Enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, did you like it? I did like <laughs> playing it. at the two roles. Yeah, well done. Uh, <laughs> they should have um, hired you to do this. Oh yeah, that, play imagine, every single imagine role. playing every role. <laughs> I think it'd be less romantic. This show, you reckon? Like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I reckon I could pull off Bojin. No, please stop. With the, I could just get a wig or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I could, I, I'm not very good in the water though, so I probably won't be able to do this for the scenes. <laughs> I might have to get those green screened. <laughs> well, that's fine. They can do that. For safety. All right. 
So, um, so he is actually, Parku is, is getting sent out into the village to live with everyone else. And um, what do you know, the place he gets sent to live in is actually Bojin's house. She's not there when he arrives, um, but her mom is there. And the mom, like, she is not intimidated by this guy at all. He's all like, you know, snooty or whatever. And he's like, you know, how dare you talk to me like this? And, you know, he's like, where, you know, where can I put my things or whatever? You know, all that kind of stuff. He's just expecting them to wait hand and foot on, on him. And she's like, if you live in here, you got to follow my rules. You do what I say. She just gives him heaps of shit. And he's like, he's very visibly intimidated, actually. Yeah, he's real and scared. He has, I'm really enjoying and, it. And it's great because he has no other choice. He's got yeah. nothing to, like, he's, he has no, nowhere he's else to live. He's just trying to, like, cling on to his dignity. Exactly. And just little by little, he's looking more and more embarrassed. And my gosh, his dignity going to disappear very soon. So, <laughs> um, so he's like, all right, whatever. And he just sort of, like, grits his teeth and kind of does what he's told um and uh oh yeah and um Bojan's mom actually like agrees to accept him into the house for a deal where um the magistrate or whoever can lower the taxes or something mm. for so the, she's the head of the whole village yeah so she's like look i'll look after this guy but you gotta drop her taxes mm. which is kind of cool she's kind of trying to leverage yeah. it for the good of the whole the whole you know yeah. community i love her i think she's good yeah character. so i actually like like comparing her like to the mom and boys ever flowers not a valid comparison at all it just it just occurred to me for some reason that i would do that let's compare them anyway so like i really didn't like the mom in boys ever yeah, flowers I, I thought she was she was just very mean mm -hmm. to her daughter and stuff um Bojan's mom here she's very strict and i think she like is very harsh with her daughter because her daughter is like she's a bumbling fool you know like it's not really her fault you know what i mean she's yeah. not like she just she just hapless, right? Mm. Um, and I think she's getting punished pretty hardcore, you know. It's but true. You know, but at the same time you can see that the mum also like she isn't just like horrible, you mm. know what I mean? Like she actually has a lot of like backbone and mm. she like cutting that deal to like help the whole village is actually, mm. you know, pretty cool, you know, for her to to do the that. mom is like a major character in the drama no, this drama okay. unlike the way the mom is in boys over flowers right. where she's just there so that there is a mom yeah. that exists but in this like she's got an arc she's got like heaps of stuff going on but she does say like later on in the drama that she is really harsh on bojin but it's because she doesn't think you know bojin is basically her heir she's supposed to take over as yeah, head of okay. the village and the mother can see that Bojan will not survive once she's gone. And no, she's okay. trying this like tough love she's approach like... because she's really, really worried that yeah. her daughter won't do well. Right. She's trying to survive. like forge her into like an, a good leader for yeah. the village. Or right. just someone who can survive and feed herself. Yeah. Okay. Just, mm. just capable of looking yeah. after at least herself. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? She should be concerned because at this point she... <laughs> She does it's not. not she doesn't look very capable right now. No, anyway. Bojan's not doing a great job. She's not doing a great job. But she's job. trying hard. She, yeah, she is trying. Yeah. She is trying. Can't you? You, you can't take that away from her. Um, <laughs> so, um, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> this is part where, um, like, <laughs> all the village women are like looking at Park Q and they're like kind of like eyeing him up like you know sort of like mentally undressing him and stuff and giving him the sort of like you know you know um swoony eyes or whatever and he's like this is not a place for a person to live <laughs> which I thought was quite funny um so and you know that makes me think you know maybe maybe he's not a sexual harasser maybe it's all some kind of scandal that was cooked up 
you know, Ooh, who knows? You can ask me that when we're done. I will. Um, <laughs> so uh, my next point, very blunt, Mangan is too shit. So he does. He, he, he starts clutching his stomach and he looks very uncomfortable. At first I thought maybe he's sick, but then I had flashbacks to the time that you were watching this drama initially and I was like, oh no, I think I know where this is going. He's mm. grumbling. He's not. He just. He's not sick. He actually mm. needs to go to the toilet. So um, the uh, Bojan's dad is like, "Oh, huh, no worries. I'll show you what to do." And he leads him to a a a pit in the ground with a pig inside of it. And he's like, "You just sit here and and just just do your business, and um, the pig would eat it." And you know what? This is where I can relate to the to Parakia. He's like, "No, absolutely not." <laughs> Not in a million years. And, you know, good on him. Good on him for taking a stand. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. You're against shitting on a pig. I'm against shitting on a pig's head. Yes. That's... Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Oh. We did give the disclaimer earlier yeah. on. But, you know, I, this is where this episode has brought us to. This is the depths <laughs> that we've been lowered to. Because this is literally what happens. Yes. Um, so the dad's like, all right, okay, well, look. If you don't want to, you know, poo on a pig's head. Which I don't know why you wouldn't. But if you don't want to do that. This is what we can do instead. Come with me. So he brings him down to the water, right? <laughs> to oh, the seashore, which to, to which is what I think is probably the most bizarre scene in the whole <laughs> show, and probably one of the most bizarre scenes I've seen so far in any drama, hands down. <laughs> so he brings him to the seaside, and he's like, "Okay, this is what you do. So follow follow my instruction." The dad literally squats down and does a poo on a wooden paddle that just happens to be there. And it's his poo paddle. Oh, it's, his poo, it's his poo paddle. Yes, yeah, the dad's poo paddle. And uh-huh. then what he does is he's like, okay, so now I've done the poo. And like, he does it in front of Park Hugh. He's like, oh my God, what the heck? Um, anyway, the dad then says, okay, this is what you do. You pick it up like this, right? And then you just throw it in the water. And he throws it in the water, but it's got like a rope attached to it. So you can like bring it back and let the water <laughs> rinse it off. Which, funnily enough, the next scene we see is uh, Bojan coming out of the water. So she's just like down the shore. But look, he said, before the dad does the poo in the yeah. water, he's like, you make sure that there's no women in the water. Oh, and did he then say that? you do this. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. that's good. He's very thoughtful. That's good. That is thoughtful. But uh, Parkyu uh, is not impressed at all. He's just like, well, guess I'm not going to poop anytime soon <laughs> or ever for the rest of my life. It's true. He's just decides <laughs> he's not just to. He's just like, no, not doing it. Um, and I, you know what? I respect that integrity. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. got to point out that yeah. when the dad does the little poo on the paddle, they we show it. see it, but they it's pixelated, it. so we can't see no, no, it. But no, it's funny because for two seconds, it's not pixelated. <laughs> Because right, it's like it's like it's like they wanted us to know that's a poo, that's like actual poo on it. Yeah. But then it's then then it is pixelated. It's like it's don't exciting. look at it. You're gross for looking at it. <laughs> it's very confusing. I'm, I'd argue they were gross for showing it to us, but you know, you could be correct. <laughs> so I would say, you know, I have to say I've rewatched this drama a lot. I usually start from the second episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I guess there, it's not a huge amount. Well, I don't know. It depends where this drama goes, but like. You learn a bit about the characters, I you guess. You do. But once you've seen it, you've seen it. Like, yeah. Yeah. You only need to see it once. <laughs> I just think there's there's so much of it just buried in other stuff that maybe potentially is not relevant to the rest of the drama. Like, but we'll see. Because we do end on a, a scene with the chamber pot again. So that seems mm. to be... That's like the whole crux of the show. That's like the, you know, like the yeah. connecting point. Well, of... it's going to go somewhere away from chamber pots. Uh, oh, really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Ceramic... Toilets? No. Oh, okay. Um, anyway. 
<laughs> so, um, so we see uh, Bojin, and she is at the water, and she finds what she thinks is um, gold seaweed floating in the water, and she's so excited because she's like, "Oh my god, you know, this is so lucky now. You know, I have lots of money, I guess." Or... She thinks she's finally done something good. Yeah, so she's she's very relieved. She's like, "I can finally make it for myself in the village," but it's actually just a big wig. Whose wig? Uh, it's come off the ship. You remember um, when all the sailors were having a jovial sailory time? Oh, One of them was wearing, wearing a gold a wig. wig. That's right. That's right. For okay. fun. For fun. Yeah, yeah. sailor fun. Yeah. Um, that's what sailors do, isn't it? Just At the equator. Cool. Yeah, they do, don't oh, they? Oh, okay. Is that common knowledge? Yeah. But they wear blonde wigs at the equator? Well, not specifically. Oh, that's, that's what I was asking. But don't they get dressed up and do stuff because they go over the equator? No, do they? I don't know why they would have gone over the equator if they were coming from England. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know how how that stuff works. Anyway, let's move on. Sidetracked. Um, we <laughs> have talk. to Google it. Um, <laughs> so she finds the wig, and then she's like, "Oh wow, there's another wig over there by that pile of rocks." And she goes over to it, and she starts trying to pull it, and it's like stuck or whatever. And she's like trying to saw away at it, but it's not a wig. It's actually the hair that's attached to the head of William. And when she pulls his head up, and he wakes up, they both have like a you know that kind of screaming moment, like ah, freak out. Um, Fair enough. And. Uh, then she hears her like troop of um, diving women coming nearby, and she's like realizes guys just like you know some person with like gold hair, um, and she's like, oh, I gotta save him, otherwise they, you know, they're gonna, I don't know, they're gonna do something. They're chop not, him up. They're gonna chop him up. They're gonna yeah, they eat you know cook him into an abalone stew, cook him into a dumpling maybe. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, so she like drags him underwater to hide him and kind of gives him the, the kiss of life thing, you know, where like you blow air into someone's mouth because he's yeah. all like yeah I don't know how that works it's, I don't think it would work you know, but I don't mind it in shows like yeah. I kind of like it in shows but mm. every time I see it I'm like I like the fantasy of this but also I feel like they would both drown yeah because all the stuff we're exhaling really isn't that it's much not air, air is right? it? yeah if anything it would hinder him right but I'm cool with it yeah anyway, it's fine. he seemed to enjoy it he was really into it mm. um and uh oh yeah and I think this is the point where I wrote I kind of relate to the blonde guy scared and confused um <laughs> And she, uh, Bojan, she basically, like, pulls him out of water and then she's, like, trying to feed him and look after him. And they, they can't communicate with each other because he speaks English um, and she's speaking Korean and neither of them speak each other's language. So they don't know what's going on. And she uh, br- brings him to have some food uh, to get his strength back up. And her uncle... No, just a random crazy dude. No, you should call him granddad or something? Yeah, but that's just because that's oh. how you do it okay. in Korean. So it's a random crazy dude comes It's over. just, you know, the crazy guy yeah. from the village. Oh, okay. So he happens to come over and he's like, you know, uh, to find this guy, they're going to kill him. She's like, really? He's like, yeah, they will kill him instantly. She's like, oh my gosh, he's got golden hair. What am I going to do? So she actually drags him to a cave and she's like, you can just live here forever. That's fine. And uh, I'll come back for you tomorrow. And he's like, what? And they're just sort of talking to each other. And I think he kind of gets this weird idea that she's into him, right? Because he asks her, like, what's your name? And she's like, Bojin. And he's like, virgin? You're a virgin? I'm a virgin too. Ha, ha, ha. And, I, and then he's like, oh, she kissed me underwater. Maybe she's, like, into me or something like that. Um, so he's sort of, like, s- sitting in the cave by himself, confused, but also kind of like, you know, ooh. Maybe there's a little something going on here. Maybe we can, you know, you know, go on a date next time she comes visit me in a cave. Well, we can eat some fish together. He's in a about cave. as dopey as Bojan. Like he's as silly as <laughs> this she is. is. This, so they're actually quite a good match. This is exactly why I was like, I don't know who the, the first male lead in the show is supposed to be because I was yeah. like, 
it really, I think they make a, a they would make it's a really definitely good couple. The Korean I, I was, uh, you know, yeah, obviously, like you know, part cute because and it's and it's that kind of like thing. So far, I've seen in some well, some of the dramas we've watched. You know, it's like this kind of opposites attract kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, well, it's on, the right? hate to love kind of exactly, thing. Exactly. Right. But also, K dramas are very much about like the the long haul when it comes to romance. Right. So, so if someone instantly is into someone in the first episode, That's, it's not usually yeah, end game. Right, I mean, okay. sometimes it is, but yeah. quite usually it's not end game. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, um, so she just gets into living a K forever. Um, and then she's Good like, man. you know what? I'm just gonna go home, and I'll see you tomorrow. I'm okay. Um, <laughs> he's like, I don't know what you're saying. He's like, uh huh, uh huh, okay. And then she walks out of the cave. He's like, when are you coming back? <laughs> um, so anyway, um, we come back to Park Hugh. He still needs to do a poo. Um, he's really struggling. And um, at one point, he gets sniffed by the local women. That's what I've written here. Gets sniffed by the local women. They come up to him and start smelling him. Um, because they're really into him. They're like, oh, who's this guy? And then they even said something like, oh, I heard he couldn't even keep his hands off the women in Hanya. And it's like, oh, well, that's that's probably a bad thing. But they, you know, maybe they're like, well, I guess we've got good chances if we want to get along with him, you know? <laughs> so, you know, he's got some um, some relationship prospects there, I guess. Yeah, lucky him. <laughs> lucky him, yay. Um, but he needs to sort out his... his uh, toilet situation first i think before that's like order priority of yeah. things that need to be done um so oh slapstick fire antics so the next thing that happens is um bojin and parky are at their well they live together now i guess and bojin's like give me the goddamn medallion um and he's like i don't have your medallion i never had your medallion i'm better than you in every way i really need to poo leave me alone and she's like well whatever to that and she grabs his book one of his books because he's got all of these books and she throws it into a fireplace because she's like trying to like you know get him to fork over his stuff and he freaks out he's like oh my god they have this big tussle over the fire but a fire actually um burns the dad's fishing net so there's all this you know panic around that and then they're both in trouble Maybe, mainly bojan that was quite unfair actually because it was actually both their fault really i mean she did put his book in the fire in the first place. Yeah, but I presume that there's only so, like, in terms of punishing, like, yeah. the mum can, like, order him around, but maybe, maybe punishing she can him punish is him. a little bit, yeah. Yeah. But she does tell them that they both have to go work. Yeah, Because true. of it. It's just that he doesn't oh, bother. And what she what she actually says then is that um, that Park Yu now is Bojin's responsibility to look after. She's mm. like, if he does anything wrong, it's on you. Which is really harsh because she's doing shit wrong all the time. So now she's got like double. <laughs> no, it's not going to work it's, out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I actually really like that scene. Like it's very, you know, bickery kind of yeah. hate. But yeah. it's very funny. It is, it it's is really it's a common thing I've seen so yeah. far in, in dramas. But it's just nice that uh, I feel like they're so attacky against each other. And then yeah. with the fire and stuff, they're suddenly, you know, both working together to try and put it out. Oh, but in okay. a really stupid kind of way. See, like you see all the subtext. And I, and I just <laughs> see all the surface level stuff. And I'm like... Why is everyone pooping? <laughs> or trying to poop? <laughs> trying to. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, later on, um, the main guy, Park Yu, he's he's looking at his his books, the ones that are left that are not burnt, and he actually realizes that in between the pages of one of his book is the medallion that uh, Bojan has been looking for. So he didn't realize that he's had it this whole time. He, you know, that's why he didn't tell her. Um, or he said he didn't because he didn't think he had it and he's like oh crap so this is kind of this also kind of reminds me of um, 
what's that one? Weightlifting fairy came up too with the um, oh, yeah. with the little hanky thing, right? You well, know, where yeah, they, yeah it kind of reminds me of that kind of thing where yeah. like you know she wanted a bag and blah blah, blah. oh he wanted a bag. I don't know. We're, we're all misunderstanding. Yeah, you can go listen to the episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what happened. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so uh, what have I written here? Man, guy, and girl walking. Him to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I thought this was kind of funny. So there's there's a, there's a, there's a famous painting in an art gallery that we've seen where it's like it's like an old timey painting of like a noble person. <laughs> Right, and they're like, like a European, a European medieval, medieval painting. painting, and it's like this noble person has come across like a, a little peasant, and the way they paint them in the painting, it's like the noble person is like tall and proud, and the peasant's like really small and decrepit and just looks really lowly, and it's really funny because there's a scene where um, Park Hugh is walking along and he's all like tall and proud and cha 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 cha, and Bojan's like walking beside him, just all like cowered over, like real um, small and everything, and I thought that was just kind of a funny image. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> um, so that's when uh, the mum sends them off to work at the right. orange field. And then um, I'm I'm not exactly sure what happens at this point, but um, I, I think the main guy is really struggling now because he hasn't pooed for at least 72 hours <laughs> and he needed to really badly at the start. So he's just really dying and he can't even focus on anything. He's just holding his stomach and he's running through the woods and whatever. Um, and um, yeah, so... Um, he goes back home to have a look at the pig pen. He does. Is that what go. happens? Yeah. Yeah. He goes back to look at the pig pen, and he can't do it. He can't. He just. He starts trying to like sit over the thing, but then he's like, "This is crazy. There's a pig inside this hole. <laughs> what am I doing? What, what What's anyone doing?" Um. So I think he does. He, go he down goes to, down to the ocean. He's gonna. To try he's gonna go use the poo paddle. Which you know what? Look. It's a better option. It's right? a better option. <laughs> like neither of these things are great. But if you had to choose one, I would probably choose yeah, the paddle. I reckon. Right? But probably under the cover of darkness, just in case. I would also do it yeah. at night time. Yeah. Or I might get a big blanket and just put it over <laughs> myself so no one can see. Right? Like, well, someone will still be able to see you. They'll just be able to see a, a shape underneath oh, a blanket. No. I'm like, who's there? I'm like, no. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's move on from that. This is where my mind goes when I... I'm like, what would I do in that situation? Um, okay. Um... Anyway, so uh, he tries to use the paddle, and I think he's having some trouble with that too. He doesn't want to do he it. He just doesn't want to do it, you know. And like, look, does anyone want to do this? No. Um, maybe the dad. The dad seems fine with it. And then what happens, right? Is next thing we see William, right? William's actually ventured out of the cave for a little walk, I guess. Yeah. And he's looking around, and William. It's kind of like nearby where Parky is. And at first I thought William was just sort of like watching him trying to poo on his paddle because that's what it looked like. It's, <laughs> he just sort of pops his head over the rocks. He's kind of watching. Um, but no, he wasn't watching Parky trying to poo. He actually, um, he, he's just walking and he sees down by the shore his precious, precious chamber pot sitting there. And he's like the look of joy on his face. This guy is just like, and maybe that's the indicator that he's the second lead because really, He's going to fall in love with the chamber pot because that's his true love, right? That is his true precious, it right? It is his true precious. So he goes running for this thing. At the same time, Park Yu sees the chamber pot and he's like, oh, thank God, I've got somewhere to do my business. It's going to be great. So he goes running for the chamber pot and then it freeze freeze on the two of them running for this chamber pot. Not the ending I expected, but I think the ending that this episode deserved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, 
thank you so much for your recap. You're welcome. It was marvellous. It was a wild ride. Filled with lots of poop. I feel like I need to wash my hands after talking <laughs> about all that. <laughs> all right. Um, so I do have some questions for Ooh, you okay. in a second. Cool. So my question for you, G, mm. is are you a K-drama <laughs> addict now? You know, this is like, do you know in like the kind of stereotypical like Hollywood rom-com movies mm -hmm. where like you see like you kind of have a couple right and like in the first act it's them kind of like getting to know each other and kind of like you know sort of sounding each other out and the second act is like their relationship getting close together and then like at the end of the second act right one of them usually the guy does something stupid and like like <laughs> screws up the whole relationship and they're like I can't believe that you'd be like this. And then the next the third of the movie is just them kind of trying to prove, like, no, I'm really into you or whatever and all that kind of stuff. I'm, you know, I wasn't, you know, trying to lie to you. I was just this, that, That's kind of what it feels like with drama after this episode. It's like, we were like, going, we we're going good there and everything was just like, wow, okay, maybe K-drama has a lot more nuance and stuff to it. And then it was just like an episode of just like pooing and vomiting and screaming and diapers so what and... you're saying is we took a few steps forward and now took a massive leap back to the beginning uh not not to not quite to square one i think nothing really has has topped boys over flowers in terms of just <laughs> sheer terror for me um but this one was definitely like what well, i guess um, this one's less scary because people aren't getting abused but yeah. also it's probably weirder because everyone's doing weird shit yeah i guess look it's not look i i think i'm i'm exaggerating it. it's not definitely not a step backwards um, I feel like we've been taking steps forward and now we just took a step sideways <laughs> into a really weird space and then we stepped in something weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of feel like we need to get rid of that. I mean, you know, but you know, yeah, I, I, I definitely am in the K-drama convert yet. Um, but I, at least, you know, one thing is, you know, sometimes like how, okay, here's a good analogy for you, right? Yeah. So, um, spoiler alert, I'm going to talk about a famous Batman movie, right? <laughs> this, this, is gonna, this is all going to make Spoilers sense. Spoilers for Batman. Spoilers for Batman. If you haven't seen this movie, um, this is the Christopher Nolan movie. So, you know how, like, Batman, you know, um, when he's a kid, he falls down the well and there's all the bats and they scare him or whatever and it's like his deepest fear. But yeah. then he learns to master that fear, yeah. like, by, uh, you know, whatever. Embracing and, the bat. Embracing the bat. I feel like Tamara, this is like, this has been like a traumatic experience for me initially oh. when I first saw this imagery when, I, when you were watching oh, it. Because I was like, what are you watching? Why do you, what, what's going on, like, in the show? But what's actually going on in your head as well? I was like, I don't understand. I, I don't understand where, <laughs> like... What, what the right. so you had to face the trauma I had to in face order it. to get over and the I feel, trauma and, I feel and move on with your life I, yeah and I, I feel like I finally can I, you can I, finally let it go I didn't know but there was a weight on my shoulders the whole time and it's gone <laughs> for 10 years it's for 10 years oh I'm so glad this was a therapeutic experience it was cathartic yes um, cool so yeah in, in that respect it's been a, it's been a great experience in that respect but actually <laughs> watching it was was yeah it was mm, it was right. pretty wild alright so what do you think will happen next in Tamara the Island? Oh, okay. Well, Parky and William are going to fight over that chamber pot. And I think Parky is going to win. Just because he seems a little bit more on top of his shit, <laughs> no pun intended, um, <laughs> than William. Um, but William is going to be absolutely devastated when he sees what Parky does with his precious uh, artifact. 
and probably devastated and embarrassed when he realizes what that artifact's always been meant for. Well, and I think that's going to send William into a spiral of self-destruction. Wow. Um, and it's going to turn him into um, a sort of a villain of the piece. Wow. Um, and he's going to sort of like wage a war against these people on this wow. little vill- uh, on this island. And um, and Park Yu um, is going to have to sort of uh, rally the people um, with his <laughs> knowledge of. Um, military mm-hmm. stuff because you know he grew up in Hanyang he probably knows that stuff or something uh, military <laughs> strategy to help uh, help you know them defend their island because uh, William's pirate friends I mean his sailor friends are going to turn up they're going to back him up it's going to be a huge <laughs> fight it's going to be like the walking dead it's going to be people against people who's the real monsters they are and um, and in the middle of it Bojan is just going to be she's going to be the comic relief like she's, she's just going to be nowhere to be seen up until the very last scene of every episode and she's going to be doing something funny and weird or whatever and that'll be it that's what I think this show is going to be wow or maybe that's what I wish this show would be <laughs> I presume in a more realistic way I think maybe um, you know Bojan and, and Park Yu obviously there's going to be some kind of relationship there so they're bickering a bit and I like that you pointed out uh, like how they were bickering but then they could find something to like converge upon like a shared goal which was let's not burn alive in a fire of what I'm doing um which is enough to, I guess to, to to start off a relationship maybe yeah. <laughs> and then they can work on getting closer and closer together after yeah. that um William I don't know I don't know how he I don't even know where his story could go in this like um I guess oh I, there was something that did happen in the episode his friend his um the, the yeah the Japanese sailor guy mm. he um seemed to be like nefarious, nefarious. yeah um <laughs> he seemed to be working alongside william's mom to manipulate him somehow i didn't so, really understand that jan is william's good friend yeah. because jan comes in from overseas and always brings really expensive items like a dumb chamber pot which yeah. william spends a lot of money on so jan is like oh does, he, does jan know it's a chamber pot and yeah, he's like jan totally check out this mystic exactly thing. he's like it costs a lot of money Nice. And then, so basically, he's just ripping William off. Oh, he's his little man. cash cow because he's a dopey little fellow. Yeah. And then um, what's happened is William has paid Jan a lot of money to stow away on a boat with Jan to Japan. Yeah. And meanwhile, Jan, um, William's, William's mum has paid Jan a lot of money to oh, make he's... sure that he goes and gets William, who's escaped, and brings him home. Ah. So he's working both sides. He's just making That's money off this really, little idiot. Really smart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, wow. They could be. A, you could do a whole show on just on that guy. Right? Um. Honestly, I really like watching this whole thing because he Jan comes in and out, and he's about the. He's one of the only characters who's smart and knows what's going on, <laughs> yeah. and does stuff, and is just clever. Do you know what? It, he would be great as the lead in his own drama. You know what he's like? It's like, it's like the show. Imagine it's just like like normal people like us literally got transported into the world of the show and everyone's doing their crazy stuff with the crazy show <laughs> logic and you're just like okay well i'm gonna take advantage i'm of gonna this. take advantage <laughs> of this because no one seems to know how to act sensibly and i'm gonna yeah. say so i reckon he's like he's like a person from our world transported yeah. <laughs> to the show and he's like you know yeah. what he, he just, just sort of playing of his own game hmm. the whole time yeah um so this may surprise you but in this drama the whole chamber pot thing yeah. is not really a, a plot point at all. Are you serious? Because they really hammered it home <laughs> yeah. in the first episode. Well, that's why you can skip the first episode, mostly. I'm, I'm pretty sure, we can check it again, but I'm pretty sure that chamber pot got almost equal screen time to Bojan and William. Almost. 
<laughs> like if you go back and look at all the scenes. So well, it, it's no longer a main character after episode two from episode oh. two. Onwards. So what happens in the drama is that obviously um, William and Park Yu are running towards the chamber pot. Yes. So Park Yu finds out that William exists and he's on ah. the island. And Bojin comes to him and he's like, you cannot tell anyone. And Park Yu's like, but if I, like he knows that if he tells the magistrate, which is what he should do. They get back in the books. Well, that William oh. will get shipped off to the capital and probably killed, executed, okay. because it's like a closed yeah. policy that he's sure. not meant to be there. Yeah. And so Bojin just pleads and pleads with him, is like, please don't do it, please don't do it. So Park Yu, against his will, he's real pissy about it, but he agrees to not tell. But okay. by not telling, he then gets pulled into protecting William and keeping him safe. And so suddenly him and Bojin have to like work together to try and save William all the time. Yeah. And because Bojin's a little bit silly, uh, Park Yu also has to do a lot of stuff to try and save her because she's constantly right. getting herself and William into silly scrapes. So he's kind of gets sucked into this web of deceit. And meanwhile, Park Yu's doing some weird stuff where he's skulking around the island and he's like looking, looking for in somebody windows. And no, oh. that's done. It's oh, over he did it. You got we don't know. We don't talk about that anymore. But be, it's he, over. Like I said, it's just poo is not such a big thing in what, this drama. What does he do, though? How does he figure it out? Oh, I, I don't know. I guess he just goes. Where, it doesn't matter. He's got a chamber pot now. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, so anyway, <laughs> aside from that, so he's skulking around and doing weird stuff. And, you know, him and Bojan are sort of hanging out heaps because they're on the same side okay. in terms of protecting William. But we start to realize that um, Parku is not actually... Uh, a sexual harasser at all okay. he is a secret inspector sent by the king what? undercover because someone is stealing all the tax stuff and oh. like smuggling it out of the country so the reason that park is so snooty is because he came first in like the civil service examination he's like a you know from a really high up family with a really illustrious history so he's like one of the most like top eligible people like young men in hanyang and then he's been shipped down here and, you know, has to just live with normal people. And so the whole, like, arc of particularly the first half of the show is him, like, realising that they're just people and that they're having a really hard time because they're getting yeah. taxed so hard and all okay. their taxes are getting stolen. And as he begins to treat people with respect and he sort of just gets really integrated and he falls yeah. in love with Bojan, who has just eyes only for William at this point. Oh, okay. And he ends up in this, like, really depressing one-sided love with Bojan. Um, and depressing for him because she doesn't like him back. Um, and then, and there's a really nice like relationship between Park Yu and Bojin's mom. Like that's, you know, they kind of come to understand each other and okay. respect each other. Cause obviously out of the main characters of the trio, Park Yu's the only one who has any sense. So Bojin's mom really sees that yeah. and respects him eventually when he starts like... She probably thinks he could be a good influence on Bojin. Well, yeah. yeah. And, you know, Park Yu basically single-handedly saves everyone on the island from this big smuggling plot, so this big it? dangerous it's plot. It's got to be the magistrate, right? There's, <laughs> yeah. no, there's no one totally else in the island. Yeah, it's the magistrate. <laughs> it's not Bojin's um, dad. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's all exciting and there's like fighting and people get kidnapped and all this stuff yeah. happens. And then that's about half of the drama. And then when it's over... Everyone finds out about William. So the whole village keeps it secret for a while, but eventually oh, so more it gets people out. find out about Yeah, okay. eventually they yeah. do. Yeah. Um, and then it gets reported to the king that William's there. So everything's over. Park Yu is no longer in exile. He was, you know, it's come out Mission now. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. So okay. he's going back to the capital and he's being tasked with bringing William back. 
And Bojin's like freaking out because she thinks William's going to get murdered in the capital. So she pretends to be a boy, like dresses up as a dude okay. and follows them um, back to the capital. And then um, the rest of the drama takes place in Hanyang. Wow. And then that's when the love story kind of shifts more towards Park Yu than um, William. Because before that, you know, William and her are just both so dopey and they just sort of slowly perfect couple. like yeah they just do that until they get to Han Young and she starts to kind of realize that Park Yu's actually pretty cool yeah okay which he is now okay. that it's no longer a sexual harassment <laughs> okay <laughs> it's super romantic that's what I think I that just is, really like the romance you know what drama. I can understand definitely like why you enjoy it because it sounds actually interesting and I like that you know there's the plot with the tax stuff because mm. that was that was one of the things in the first episode that was you know yeah though it wasn't talked about as much as the chamber pot so you can't blame me yeah. for thinking that the chamber pot was going to be a main, main thing um the other thing i really love about this drama is that it's all filmed on jeju like and i don't know if you, you probably was so distracted by all the ridiculous <laughs> shit in the first like literal no shit, shit in the first episode <laughs> yeah. but like there's all these incredible outdoor scenes of like the ocean and the crashing waves and like you know when they do the ancestor ritual or whatever it's on this you know, this hilltop overlooking the ocean and it's so windy and the mountains in the distance. And it's just like, it's kind of different to when I watch a lot of historical dramas and there's a lot of, you know, folk village stuff, which I love, but I just haven't really seen something that uses that like kind of really wild yeah, yeah, scenery like this. And I really love that. And I love all the ocean stuff, you know, the women swimming. Mm. And I love, um, just because I like the history, I find it fascinating to learn more about how the Heno lived and, you know, it's their kind of really different sort of society compared to what I normally see in Joseon dramas. Mm. So to me, there's a lot. There's a lot to it that is very appealing about the show. Can I ask you, so like... Because, yeah, like you're saying, you know, as the show goes on, you know, it seems to take mm. a few twists and turns, things I wouldn't have expected, mm. and sounds like the story develops and we see a bit more. But I still am stumped, and it's the same thing I have with Boys mm. Over Flowers. It's like that first episode, mm. like, how do you... Why? Like, because, you know, it, when I watch something for the first time, like, you know, some show I'm intending yeah. to watch the whole thing, and I'll be like, watching the first episode, and by the end of the first episode, you kind of size it up and kind of go, okay, mm. well... I think this is for me or not. Oh, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If, and, and you like, might give up. You're asking why I didn't give up. Yeah. Because like the things that you get out of the show as a whole aren't, aren't necessarily advertised. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, so what is it? What was thinking the, about this? Because like? you asked me that for boys over flowers. Yeah. And I thought that probably a lot of it has to do with, um, that I've, I've come to these shows not completely blind. I've come to it with knowledge that they're popular or, you know, okay. say, so Boys Over Flowers, I came to it with back then, everyone's like, you need to watch this show. It's quintessential, is that the right word? K-drama. Yeah. Like it's classic yeah. K-drama. This is the show that then inspired, yeah. you know, as K-drama right. land develops and the story, the kind of, you know, classic mm. stories develop. But that was kind of the seed where it all began, yeah. particularly like with these mad youth dramas and stuff. And, like so, I I wanted to watch it. What about Tamara? Though? That was quite Tamara unknown. Tamara was it still completely is, right? unknown and is still unknown. It's very like under the radar. But I was thinking about this, and I remember there was um, a blog that I was really following. that's still active now, so that's um, Koala's Playground. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and it's a K drama. It's a K drama or like Asian drama, like yeah. mainly Chinese drama and K drama. Okay. A bit of yeah. Japanese drama. 
Um, but, and I remember reading this huge thing about Tamara on there, about how, like, it's an underrated gem, like, it's so uh, amazing, it's so you really have a romantic. Bit of a recommendation. Yeah, yeah okay. well, I'm realizing that how that, so I, I went in and I intended to watch the whole thing, but also I was thinking the way that I approach K dramas through experience of watching a lot is that I also understand that all the time, um, very often, K dramas require a few episodes to settle. And the first episode can be set up and it does not mean that however the tone is or the feeling of that first episode is not necessarily what the show is going to be. So if you're giving a show a try, I feel like you've got to watch a few episodes because you've got to watch past the initial setup and you've got to let the show settle and then you see if you like what it is when it becomes truly what it's going to be. That's interesting because we have talked about this before and, you know, how I have a different kind of way of... Um, mm. viewing shows because I, you know, I don't watch K dramas apart mm. from what we watch together for, for this guest guide. But, um, you know, my kind of thing is like when I watch shows, I want, like, I, I, I think I'm probably quite harsh to judge them. I think mm. you know, for yeah, me, you for me, like the first episode, <laughs> yeah, well, I, feel, I always feel like that, if, if, it, if you're going to be able to make the story work, mm. you need to, for me, it needs, it needs the to first episode needs start. to work from the start. And I don't mind if things get a little bit, so so in the middle or maybe towards mm. the end because i can kind of see that happening but i feel like if it gets off to the wrong foot i don't feel like i want to invest the time to see if it gets any mm. better um but i'm more sold if it's like a solid opening i'm more willing to give it then another two or three episodes yeah and if it just goes like you know completely you know south after that well then you know i might I give feel up like- Maybe Western shows are really different to K-drama and it's just I've sort of maybe mm. learnt the rhythms of K-drama to understand yeah. that what you get at the start isn't necessarily what you're going to get for the whole show. Well, that's what actually, you know, and I think I pointed this out when we're watching Tamara, is like I think there is like, it's kind of like, you know, when you have an acquired taste for something. So like say for instance, like, you know, if you drink wine or something like that or coffee or whatever, like the first time you ever have these things, they taste kind of gross, mm. you know, but then like, and I'm still not, I'm not a really big fan of wine, but like, you, you, can, you know, you know, people can sort of like yeah. get into it and they're like, and they it. kind of know what to look for and the flavors mm. and all that kind of stuff. Same with coffee, people mm. know what, you know, and I think like one thing I have noticed is like, like that episode of Time Root was crazy, but I feel like had we done this, like Tamra, like when we did our, our first episode, like mm. I probably would have been like, I probably would need like two or three days to recover after that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think it's because I've sort of adapted in some ways. Yeah. Like I kind of know where, you know, mm. I've started to acquire that kind mm. of what, that, that sort of um, you... K-drama vision that you need <laughs> to sort of understand what you're watching, right? Because I think, and that, that's the funny thing about being like a non-K-drama viewer is like, if you're not a viewer, and even for me, I'm starting to learn now a little bit of how these things work and how they feel. Um, but if you don't know that and you just see little snippets here and there, walking past the TV and, you know, someone else is watching it or whatever, it's just so bizarre. Like, you cannot make heads or tails of what <laughs> is going on on the screen. And it's usually actually quite funny. I find it quite amusing because mm. I was like, what, what's this? <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, you just, you happen to come in on the most ridiculous part. I was like, I've walked past five times in, in the last two minutes and everything I've seen has been pretty crazy. So <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I, I think it's one of those things where it's like, I can already see like I'm starting to get a better um, tolerance, I guess, for, for certain yeah. things. Or not tolerance, but more like just kind of t- 
taking more things on board. You're getting you used know? to I'm getting used recurring to. things yeah. that you used to think are weird that now you're like, oh, this is just what It's what part of the do. style of, of yeah. these kind of shows, mm. yeah. Hmm. Mm. And there you go. All right, well, I do have a quiz for you. Oh, quiz. All right, so now it is time for a little Tamara the Island quiz. Would you call this Tamara Trivia? Oh, that's a much yeah, better name than Tamara I trivia. have. For some reason, I wrote down five hot fun facts, yes or no, but they're not hot, so I don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> I can't answer that. So they're just fun facts. <laughs> okay. They're not hot ones. <laughs> um, but Tamara Trivia is much better. Let's go with that. All right. Yes or no, hot fun fact. Um, did this show do well? Was no. it successful? No, because you said it's obscure. Yeah, so um, it was all pre-filmed on, on Jeju oh. Island, which um, these days in K-drama land is a bit more common. Yeah. Um, but back then, and the live shooting thing is still really big now. It's the kind of, the I think, the more normal way to make Korean dramas. Right. But back then, pre-produced, like pre-shot was like, I don't think that was a thing at all. So they spent a lot of money to make it look amazing on location in Jeju. And then when it started, so originally it was 20 episodes. Mm. And when it started airing, it did so poorly in the, in the viewings that um, after episode 10, uh, the people who made it had to cut it down to oh, 16. Okay. So there's currently two versions of this drama out there. One is 16 episodes, and then there's the director's cut, which is 20. Which one have you watched? I watched both, and I can't remember the difference. Okay. Simply because I feel like all the key romantic scenes are in both versions. Right. <laughs> Does the chamber pot make a, a real Yeah, because the drama is like, it is as it is up till episode 10, yeah. and then the... 10 episodes gets cut into six. Yeah, okay. But the, yeah, the chamber pot is... Does it come back? It, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure maybe William takes it when he leaves, but I'm pretty sure at the very end. Um, so at the very, shall I tell you, this is a big spoiler for the very, very end Huge of the drama. Huge spoiler alert. Chamber pot related. <laughs> it's just toilet related. It's not chamber pot related. So I'm pretty sure, I don't even remember what happens to the chamber pot, but I do feel like there's something that happens at the end. Oh my god! I feel like William's probably like, how silly was I or something like that. Yeah. Um, but what does happen is when William goes off, he goes back to England, he's allowed to leave. Oh. Um, and Park Yu gets the magistrate position at Jeju on Tamara, I mean. So he turns up back on Tamara and he is sort of like, as he's waiting for his post to come through, he's sort of living with Bojin's family and Bojin's family don't really know. They're like, what's he doing here? Like, what's going on? And he hasn't really told Bojin that he's there because he's like obviously going to marry her and stuff. Oh. I think he's stringing her along because she strung him along for multiple years or whatever oh, it was. Okay. Oh, how long is this? Oh, maybe not years, but okay. clearly months and okay. months. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he, he's had a really hard time, like a lot of unrequited love. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and so there's this whole scene where he's sort of like just feeling really proud of himself for integrating with village life. And we see him like going and getting water and being really cool and wow. doing all the stuff that he couldn't do when he first got there at okay. the start of the drama. Does he do the thing? And there's a scene where he goes and he like, you, obviously you don't see it, but like there's, he goes to the toilet in a pig thing and he walks away and he's like, ha, 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 sure oh, proud wow. of himself. <laughs> what a character arc. That, that's amazing. He finally manages to do a poop. So that's probably, he's been holding <laughs> it in since episode one. No, no, And this has no. gone on for what, seven months? He had his months? chamber pot. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I think the chamber pot, sorry, just back to the chamber pot, but it's like one of the most iconic characters I've definitely come across wow. so far because it makes so much out of it. It's like Wilson, you know, Wilson from uh, yeah, that Castaway movie. Yeah. It's like that. No. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. 
Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, changing the subject. Yeah, changing the subject. So, or back to the previous subject the before we subject. change the subject. Yes. Um, so in terms of like the reception of the drama, uh, so although a lot of people didn't watch it and therefore it didn't do well, the people who did watch it were obsessive about it right. and love it. And Is it like a when it classic? was, yeah, I think so. Or like a very underrated one. But And then when the drama was getting cut, uh, so it was announced it was getting cut to 16 episodes. The fans all got together and put a big like advertisement protesting it into um, a newspaper. Oh. Presumably an important newspaper. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Next question. The Soul Times. I don't know if Maybe. that's a real thing. Could be. <laughs> Could be. Probably isn't. I'm not going to Google it. Did, did that go anywhere though with the newspaper ad? Did that help? No, because it's still 16 Yeah, episodes. I guess so. It didn't stop anything. <laughs> all right. So the actress who plays Bojin, mm. um, her real name is So. Uh, she could not swim prior to getting this role. Is that true or false? Um, sounds like something else could be true, maybe. It is true. I think it's true. Yeah. Is it? So she had to work really hard. I think she was actually a little bit afraid of water. Oh. There's a lot of scenes of her fully swimming around under the water. Good so on her. Wow. Yeah. So she had to work hard. Okay. Um, all right. Next one. And then they, they didn't tell her that they could have just green screened her into the... It's in the water. Maybe pit. that's why they did do yeah. that quite a bit. No, there, she is in the water She's and all those things. It's just the background just looks a bit funky yeah. for a couple of shots. But yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Cin cinema expert over here, you know, cracking wise about time. <laughs> uh, cinema expert. Yeah. <laughs> Homebody cinema expert that's right. from the couch. Shout, shouting at people from the comfort of my home. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. <laughs> I could have wrote that better. <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, next one really. fact. Is this true or false? Uh, so in the drama, we see that Bojan's mum yes. is very clearly the head of her family. Mm -hmm. And also she is the head of her village. So do you think in real life, back in those days, that could be true? What? Is in someone being the head of a village? Like... A woman being the head of a village. Uh, and the head of her household. On Jeju, yes. Mm. Yeah. Well, I was asking you. Oh, no, no. I'm saying yes on yes. Jeju. Yes, yes, you are correct. Yes. Yeah. That was a true answer. Cool. Um, so I've talked a lot about, you know, I guess just because Joseon was founded on Confucianism, yeah. it's obviously a very patriarchal, is that how you pronounce that word? Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. Sure. Um, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> a kind of society. Uh, and obviously dudes were the head of household and everything so like that. So why is it different on so, Jeju? Uh, on Jeju, it was different because women were the divers and the diving oh. was such a big part of culture and economy that it then made the women such gave important. Status. Yeah, gave them status. So I'm just going to read this little thing because I think it's interesting. Um, because so many families relied on the Henyo for the majority of the income. So this is in like the Jeju province and area. And the Henyo are the divers. Henyo are the sea women, the yeah. divers. Yeah. Um, so because everyone was relying on the Henyo, a semi-matriarchal society developed on Jeju with a henyo at the head of the household. On the tiny islets, islets, islands, islets. I don't know, islets, islets. Um, off the coast of islets. Jeju, such as Mara Island, where sea diving was the sole source of income, this reversal of traditional gender roles was fully realized. So men would look after the children and go shopping, wow. while the women would bring in money for the family. Other manifestations of Jeju's unique society include men paying a dowry to the family of a bride, 
a reversal of the custom on the Korean mainland, and families celebrating the birth of girls over the birth of boys. Wow. So, so that's a pretty big deal. Huge difference. Mm. Very progressive, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Uh, so it's really interesting because I think once you know that, it gives you a deeper insight on Tamara the Island, the drama, because, mm. you know, one of the reasons that um, Bojin's mom is so, like, strong on her, she kind of says later in the drama, is like, you're never going to be able to get, you know, a handsome husband if you do this. Like, you'll never attract a husband. Like, get a good one. You'll just get a shit one. Um, because she can't, she's not strong enough to make a living mm. and take care of him. Like, because that's her role. She has to take care of her husband and she won't be able to. Um, and so, I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting. Mm, that is interesting. Mm. All right. What have I got? So, next fun fact. Fun fact. Hot, hot, hot fun, fun fact. fact. Yes. The guy who plays William yes. is called Pierre Deport. Well, yeah. That's, that's yeah. A, oh, oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like the person who hits the buzzer too soon. Like, <laughs> How do you think he got the role? Oh. I or why? Why? Okay. I reckon he literally just happened to be in Korea <laughs> and was walking past the studio and they're like, we need you to play this English guy. And he's like, I've never acted nor played, even ever heard an English accent in my life. And they're like, we don't care. You look great. You're, you're perfect. And they roped him into doing it. That's incorrect. <laughs> oh, it's, what happened? So Pierre, however you pronounce his last name, is um, a French actor and model. Oh, but he actually is fluent in Korean and can act in ah. Korean because his stepmom is Korean and he learnt Korean from the age of five and also wow. spent a long time in his childhood living in Korea. Okay. So they needed someone fluent because although at the start when he first meets Bojin, William can't speak Korean, she teaches him and he's never like really great or fluent, yeah. but he does have to speak Korean later on in the drama. But isn't there also a thing in the first episode where like he, he can able to pick up all different languages yeah. and yeah. like he can say a few phrases yeah. in different yeah. languages. So that which is why he which I figured is how he's going to so end up picking up mm. Korean. Right? But they okay. obviously need the actors to be yeah. able to do that. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Last one. Uh, the drama was inspired by a real shipwrecked dude who shipwrecked onto Jeju Island. Um, false. No, it's true. It's true. Yeah. It is really. Yeah. Was he in search of a chain report? Was this like? I feel that he did not have a blonde mullet, and he was not in search oh. of a chain report. Uh, so he was a dude, um, a, a Dutch dude, apparently called Hendrik Hamel. Okay. And he shipwrecked onto Jeju Island, and then because the king wouldn't let him leave. Korea. He lived in Joseon for 13 years oh. until he finally escaped oh. and then wrote a memoir about it. And it was the first like outside writing on Joseon. How did he escape? He lived there for, he just like trapped yeah, there for 13 he trapped years. trapped there for 13 years and then he escaped. He was with some other shipwrecked dudes. Okay. Well, I'm sure it would have been pretty good actually. Well, it can't have been that good or he might not have wanted to escape True. after 13 years. Yeah. So I was just thinking food wise, I was like, wow, <laughs> Korean food's amazing. <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> that would have been good, at least. Yeah. Well, apparently they were, like, they weren't allowed to leave Joseon, but they were allowed to kind of walk around and do whatever they wanted to. Okay. It doesn't sound too bad. Hmm. I'd like to go live in Joseon. Not really. It would be terrible to live in history. Yeah, history I think any time before now. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, any time. Even, like, last week. Last week was the oh, worst. Gosh. All right. So this brings us to the end of the episode. Oh, And no it's more... time for you to do a Tamara in the Island theme you know, tune. every time we do this bit, I've completely forget we do this in the <laughs> podcast until i have to I do it i love it because it, it means you're not prepared oh gosh okay um you can do it you can do it tamar is an island that's floating in the sea 
Tamra is an island, and it's for you and me. <laughs> if you are a noble man and you need to do your business, you better hold on to that thought, because it's not going to happen. You're on Tamra the island, <laughs> and it's floating in the sea. It's got a Frenchman named William. He's just like you and me. He's trapped in a cave and he doesn't know. He doesn't know what he's gonna do. And the nobleman eventually has to do some kind of poo. It's Tamarty Island. That was a really hard song to come up with. <laughs> Like you really went for that one. I really, very long. I, I felt like I didn't have much to work on, so I just yeah. tried to just go gung ho and give it all I got, you know. So <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Hopefully, well, hopefully that one will work its way onto the compilation CD coming out soon. I don't know. I think it was a special one. You, oh, are, are you trying to say that was the B side? <laughs> I feel like no, that was, was the B side. <laughs> Already? Yeah. <laughs> thanks um, for your thanks for your compliment. Thanks for being on the show, too. Thank you. Thank you, all uh, podcast listeners, as well. Um, this has been, so far, a very strange and wonderful journey <laughs> that we've been going on. But also, I wanted to say thanks to all the listeners and everyone giving feedback about the show, um, about the guest gaps and all the positive stuff you've been saying. Because, you know, we've had this conversation about how I've been... I've been a bit anxious to step into your world and, and be, you know, be part of this community uh, that you share with so many people, especially because like, I'm not, you know, the target audience. So I, you know, I don't want to upset anyone or, you know, make anyone, you know, have, uh, I don't, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings about K-drama because <laughs> I definitely don't hate K-drama or anything like that. I just, uh, you know, it's, it's me trying to understand it, but I've actually been, <laughs> Um, very, very tactful. yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I've been, I, I've been very overwhelmed by all the positive stuff that people have had to say so far about the guest gap. So thank you very much. Yay. It's put my put my anxious self at ease, and um, <laughs> it makes me excited to do more of these with you. Yeah, it's really fun for us. So thank you guys all for listening to Guest Gab and to this week's Guest Gab. Cool. Right. Thanks, listeners. Thank you. I just want to give my weekly shout out and thank you to all the lovely people who support me on Patreon. Um, and if any other listeners do want to check out my Patreon, you can. Um, it is at www.patreon, which is p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash Lee Evie. So basically, um, for the price of a coffee a month or a little bit more, if you're feeling generous, um, you can just get some extra goodies there. I've got some extra kind of podcast episodes and I put up some blog posts and things like that. Um, and I just want to say a huge, huge thank you to all my Patreon supporters. Um, you guys are so encouraging and you are the best. <laughs> um, I also want to say a special thank you to the very lovely Stella, um, who raised her pledge on Patreon for me this week, which was amazing. Thank you, Stella. Um, and I also want to say a hello and welcome to new Patreon supporter, Yoshe. So um, this is really cool. I'd actually been chatting to Yoshe a little bit um, via social media. Um, so she, like me, is an author. Um, so her full name, which I think you should you should Google uh, to find out about her book. So her name is Yoshe Lama Lindblom.
So Yoshe has written a book that has just come out. So it is only available at the moment in India. Um, so listeners who are based in India should definitely check it out. Um, but I do believe that there will be an international version very soon, which I am super excited about. I really want to get my hands on this. So the book is called Bayul Hidden Lands, and it is a retelling of Beauty and the Beast in a world of ancient Himalayan myth and folklore. So you can tell I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, so it's like, well, I haven't read it yet, but from the blurb, so adventure, romance, and coming of age, and like Himalayan myth. So it's kind of based on um, the place where Yoshe grew up. And I don't know, I think that sounds so exciting. So um, any listeners who are in India can get that now. It's available and everyone else will have to wait a little bit longer, but I'm sure I'll have another update at some point because um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I think it sounds really cool. So just a reminder, the book's name is Bayul Hidden Lands. So that's B-E-Y-U-L, Bayul Hidden Lands. And that is by Yoshe Lama Lindblom. Uh, and thank you so much, Yoshe, for becoming a Patreon supporter for me. That is too nice. Mm -hmm.